0: Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick?
1: What's happening, Freddie Pete?
0: Man, um, I'm a little—I I don't want to say depressed, but you know, I'm missing college football. I'm—I'm I'm like that meme you see, you know, where you're—you're you're looking out the window, looking at everybody else having fun, watching their basketball, their NBA, their college basketball, baseball at some point. And I'm missing college football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but don't worry, man. It'll be around sooner than you even even know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh we we have spring games and all of that stuff coming around and yeah, there's that XFL thing, but I, mm, mm. there's nothing like a a good a good old Saturday filled with uh some good some good football, some good football. But he, we're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about this upcoming season today. So we're talking production. We're talking teams returning with the most production. And doesn't always necessarily translate to wins, but maybe a, a, a little bit of a, a preview into what we can expect going into next year. Maybe some things we'll see from... Possible spring games, things like that. Uh, but, but before we do that, we got to pay some bills, right? So make sure you go follow follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Fred CFB and Rick. Where can they find you on Twitter so that they can ask you crazy questions like when will the Hurricanes win another game
1: or score another touchdown? Oh. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rick Brown ninety one at Rick Brown ninety one.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. So we're not going to go through every single team in the country, nothing like that. But we'll say top 10 teams, and we're going to break this up into a two-part type of thing. So we'll say Power 5 for now, right this week, and then we'll go G5 next week, and we'll go from there. And we may, if if we get a little bit of a response from from you guys in Twitter world, social media world, and you want to know more, of course. We we'll, we'll we might even go FCS. I haven't done my deep dive into the FCS yet. We may, but it depends. It depends on you guys. So, I've compiled my list. I've checked it twice, and I like what I see from a lot of these programs. I want to I'm really wanting to say um that college football seems a little bit more balanced than it has ever been at least at the top. But then again, there are certain teams that's continuing to win national championships. But to a degree, it is seeming a little bit more balanced. And uh, I think We're that's what we're, we're leaning to, a little bit more balance. Now, winning championships is a little bit more, a little bit of a different animal, but winning your conference, I think there might be a little bit more balance to this thing. So first off the top, and, and you know I hate to say this one, but I, there's a certain ACC team, right, that I despise. No, it's not you, Clemson. No one, no one cares. No one cares. You guys are dominant. No one cares. Okay, but there's another. There's a thorn in my side, and they've had two years of just giving it to me. The Florida State Seminoles. They're they're turning around slowly, and it's I, I don't like that in my best Kirk Cousins voice. I don't like that. Um, but they, Mike Norvell's turned this program around after a few years of just, it was ugly. I mean, losing, you're losing to FCS programs and just doing non-Florida State-like things. And and don't get me wrong, when Florida State is good and, you know, my guys down south are good, uh, it's always a good thing. But it has to be, you know, some balance there too. Uh, but Florida State had a really good defense, and I said it going into the year. I said they're going to be really, really, really fast and physical on defense. Will that defense carry them all the way? I don't know. Maybe until the offense catches up, and the offense seemed to catch up last year. Jordan Travis was, was according to PFF, was the highest graded college quarterback in the country. In the country, uh, he his first three years in college were mm, yeah, just not. All that great. And then it just seemed like the light clicked on to the point that he may be a Heisman candidate. Who knows? Um, but they returned the most production this year going into going into the 2023 season. 80% of their production on offense is coming back. 94% of their offense. Oh, I'm sorry, of their defense is coming back. Star defensive end, Jarrett Verse who transferred from Albany uh had 16 and a half tackles for loss last year. I mean, he was a complete beast. He would have been a first round pick this year, no question. Uh they are returning a ton. Um Tr- Jordan Travis offensively coming back. 2700 yards, uh 22 touchdowns, four picks. I mean, that's pretty good production on in my eyes. Um it it, it it just seems like flor I don't want to say Florida State is back but this is the first time they've had a 10 win season uh, in about what six years it's been a while it's been a it's been a long while um but Florida State looks poised to be on the right track
1: It does seem like they're on the right track and let's just and you may have said it earlier but you have to reiterate this just because you have your production back. Doesn't mean that you're going to be a winner. Uh, It it could be. It's a lot of variables Mm -hmm. in college football. Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and (laughs) Fridays. But you you get my point. It's a lot of variables there. We said last year. I mean, we could see that that the one thing. Florida State had always had when they were went on that 13 year top five AP uh, streak was their defense was going to lead them. And if they had any bit, a little bit of offense and a kicker, then they could they could do some things. Well, last year, we said that this defense. Reminded us of the defenses of old Mm -hmm. and you can see glimpses of it. Now, if they can put it back, back to back, if they can be consistent with it, uh, same with the QB. He has to be consistent. But, yeah, they may be able to make a little bit of noise in, in the ACC again. Um, they still that top dog Clemson, but you can't be a one-hit wonder. No,
0: definitely cannot. And they had a three-game skid uh, starting with Wake Forest, ending with Clemson and all of their games were close, but it just seemed like they couldn't get over. They didn't know how to win. And I, I think finding, I, I experienced this with my hurricanes years ago when Mark Rick first got there, uh, they went on a four, they went eight and four and they, they lost all four games. All four games were somewhat close. And the following year had all that production coming back and the following year they they beat the four teams they lost to and went to an ACC title game but knowing how to win after going through droughts is a huge thing because these guys have never in re, the reality is most of these guys have never really won much jordan travis being going into being a redshirt junior he's seen all of the dark days at florida state he's basically started for the last few years and he's been just getting blitzed by uh, liter- literally and figuratively uh, by Clemson, NC State, uh, Miami, everybody that wants to play Florida State. Florida State was looking like Miami a little bit. Like everyone is looking forward to playing you because they know this is this game. This is our get back game for all those years. You gave us hell. So I look at it as this is if they grow up. That team could be really dangerous next year. I'm not saying they're a national championship contender. I think they're going to have a lot of expectations. Will they meet them? Hmm. Will they win all three of those games that they lost, which were all in division, which there are no divisions next year? I don't know. But I do know that if you return a really good defensive end, a really good quarterback, that solves a lot of your problems. So we'll definitely see. keep an eye on Florida State and what Mike Norvell is doing there. I'll definitely be keeping a, keeping an eye on little brother uh, and, and see if they can um, come with us on this journey back to, to greatness. Uh, so one of your adopted teams, there, you have two, okay? It is what it is. We're going to just call it a, call it a, spade, a spade, right? We, we know how you feel about those Kansas Jayhawks, right? Those guys were, unless they were playing TCU, right? I mean, you you couldn't, you you just couldn't, you couldn't bring yourself to do it. But, you know, Kansas had a very, very surprising season. And they continue to surprise me. They have 17 offensive and defensive starters expected to return uh, to a Kansas team uh, that won its first bowl game since 2008 in which they won an orange bowl if I if memory serves me correct um those jayhawks um they were those jayhawks were very good offensively but they were sneaky good defensively too and if they can fill some of those gaps in recruiting they just might have a chance to be pretty good they returned 85% of their production from last year 91% of their offense is returning. That's good for second in the country. This offense was already dangerous as it is with both quarterbacks.
1: Look out. I mean, Jalen Daniels returning. You have an experienced backup. uh, Jason Bean. Bean, yeah. Uh, And this is... The thing is, and this is what we talk about consistency. Now the pressure's on. Now teams will not just circle Kansas on their calendar mm-hmm. because of what they did last year. Can they come back? Can they, can they be consistent? Can they, <clears throat> I mean, the first bowl game since 2008. So consistency will be the thing, but the produ- the production is there. You can, um, they may be, they may be able to do some things.
0: I like what I saw. I want to see the consistency. I I I look for. I root for the underdog teams to come around and and make shake it up a little bit. And now more than ever, Kansas can say reassert itself and say, "Hey, we're not the new kids on the block anymore." Hey, Texas, you're gone. Hey, Oklahoma, you're gone too. In a couple in a year, this is our conference, or at least. We're gonna make it a fight. I mean, you have Oklahoma State looming around, but they're kind of in weird territory too. The Big Twelve might be wide, wide open. Just saying. So let's go. Let's take it up north. Let's take it up north, right? Michigan, Michigan, good old Michigan, right? We for the for the, it seems like Jim Harbaugh hasn't been there long, but he's been there almost what eight years now. And he there were questions of is he the right guy? Can he win the big one? Well, guess what? Over the last two years, he's 24 and 3. Two with back-to-back uh Big Ten championship games and a ticket that he punched to the college football playoff. Now, what happens in the playoff is a different story, coach. I don't, I I can't I can't give you much more. But but twenty four and three over the last um, two years is pretty darn good. You return J.J. McCarthy. You return Blake Corum, who is was a Heisman finalist um, or a candidate. I'm sorry. Very good run offense. Uh, they return eighty one percent of their production. They're returning production with eighty four percent of that being on on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I look. I don't view this team – so, Michigan, I have a love-hate relationship with. They they look like an old-school football team. But I need the quarterback position to look m- more like what it's supposed to. Offensively, this team is going to run the football down your throat, but I view this team as a defensive football team. They're only returning about 78% of their production. Recruiting is different at Michigan. They don't get everybody. They have to develop guys. I'm interested to see how they keep this going or, or how long they can keep this going. Ohio State might be pretty pissed at losing to those guys those guys for the last two years, especially with all the talent they've had offensively. Very interesting to see. Um, Blake Coram again, returning. He, he was 8th nationally in rushing yards, 10th in yards per carry with 5.9, which is crazy, um, with a minimum of 15 attempts. And he was 3rd in rushing touchdowns with ninth, or um, 18. So you have a piece that is very, very explosive, but it needs to – I need Michigan to go to that next level, and I don't know where – if that if, – what if, what if this is their ceiling? That's what I've been wondering since that playoff game against TCU. Is this their ceiling or can they go can they go just one more level further?
1: You know, let's just let's rewind before we get there, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> twenty four and three the last two years. You went twenty four games in two seasons in any division. Much less, much less the the big 12, 13, 14, (laughs) 25, whatever they are these days. That's pretty damn good. So, I mean, Harbaugh was getting, Coach Harbaugh was getting uh, drilled. People were wondering, could he handle this because he could never beat Ohio State? Uh, Check. (laughs) Not once, you thought it was a fluke. Twice. <laughs> check, check. Now the question is, can he take it to the next level, as you say? Well, he got to the playoffs. He, he was there. There can they sustain it. I think what Jim Harbaugh has built there, or is continually to build, is a, a, a dominant, consistent program. I know what you're saying. You know teams are going to stack the box and say, Blake, you're not going to beat us. But when Blake went down, they were able to find a way most of the time. And and it was just an eyelash away from getting to the championship game. I like what they're doing there. Defensively, we're going to see, but they're, they're used transfers and and all to help fill in some gaps. I like what they're doing in Michigan. Beware the Wolverine.
0: Ooh. Okay. Someone I've not—I haven't really wanted. To, I haven't had to worry about being being worried about. Uh, they gave us the business last year, but we'll return the favor. Uh, hopefully, better Tennessee. Text- Hmm. Hey, 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 hey. That's the group of five. Leave me alone. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's one of the losses. This one. Uh, This one's a little closer than than even I expected, honestly. Uh, The Texas A&M Aggies, who had all kinds of expectations last year. Jimbo Fisher has Jimbo Fisher says, I don't care what my record looks like. You can't fire me. Or you I mean, you can. But if you fire me, you got to pay me. You got to pay me. And so he has a few, close to what, 70, 80 million reasons to not really care much. Um, he does, those Texas A&M Aggies return 80% of their total returning uh, production, 82% of their offense returns, 71% of their defense returns. Uh, That's eighth and ninth, respectively. Um, I, this one's a, this one's a weird one because the numbers and the the numbers say Texas A&M should be really good, but the tape says, no, it's, it's all fool's goal. Guys are leaving. I mean, there was a mass exodus of players. I mean, freshmen saying, look, we're smoking in the locker rooms and Jimbo, it just didn't seem like Jimbo did anything. We have coaches talking about these guys are getting paid to do this. And I mean, it was a, it was a complete utter shit show. Let's just call it what it is. It was a shit show. And still, they have expectations again, and it just seems like Texas A&M has had this, you know. And and I don't like, I I don't like bringing the pro game over here because this is the college game. But when I think of Texas A&M, and I have thought of Texas A&M since maybe they joined the SEC, they remind me of that team in Dallas in the pro game. Every year, they have all of these outlandish expectations. And yet they fall flat on their face. They've never, they haven't won anything in a really long time. Does this kind of sound familiar to you?
1: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I see where you went there, and I do not mind anytime <laughs> you talk about a team in Texas. Uh, I, 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 I love it. But you see, this is the perfect example of what we were talking about in the beginning of the show. That just because you have production doesn't mean that it is going to translate into victories. Texas A&M, a lot of expectations, a lot of running, running a lot of running their mouths a lot and get on the field and nothing. Yeah, Jimbo's still around, and he's going to be around for a few more years until that – yeah, yeah, we all know. But uh, you're right, expectations are there every year, it seems. I I think it – I don't think it'll be as much – I really hope not. (laughs) I I don't think they're going to come out all braggadocious as they have been in the past. I I think they had a little – a bit of humble pie this year. Again, all production is not good production. If you have a bunch of people returning and you were last in the league in offense, you just got a bunch of people <laughs> returning who weren't good. <laughs> not saying that they were, but that's just an example. So, we'll see what this does. Experience and yeah. But I think it's gonna be more of the same. I mean they're not in the, the, the Mac or one of the G five programs. They're 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 with the big boys.
0: They are in the toughest division. Forget conference division in college football. If you get through Alabama if you get through LSU, if you get through Ole Miss, if you get through Auburn, if you get—and and this is, this is going to be—I'm projecting with Auburn a little bit. If you get through Mississippi State, then you might have a chance. You know, it. If and and I mean, for me, it's the amount. I think Texas A&M has this idea that I guess they were they're still coming off of what Johnny Manziel did years ago. It's been almost a decade since Johnny Manziel was in college. So which makes it feel that seems like so long ago, but it's it's really only been about 9 years, but they have been very average. Very average since coming over to the SEC, but when you have big numbers, lots of money, big name coach, it helps. It helps a little. Um freshman, freshman court five star quarterback Connor Wegman got a lot of action last year. We'll see. Um we'll see. They have some they have an experience some experienced receivers coming back. I just for me also Jimbo, I know doesn't want to give up the keys to the offense, but the lack of pace, I mean, he he is playing at such a slow pace the offense is so stagnant there's no rhythm we're not in nights in i almost said 19 we're not in 2004 anymore you can spread it out jimbo you don't have to go under center anymore just saying speed it up just a little bit
1: you gotta have personnel to do it this is true very true
0: uh Staying in the SEC, and this is a team that every year they get, they always get somebody. Don't you never know who it's going to be. Sometimes you, you people in Gainesville, have a little bit of experience with it. He gets you every now and then, especially when you guys have to go out to to the to Missouri. Uh, but the Missouri Tigers—they're returning seventy-eight percent of their their production from last year. of the offense is coming back and 20 and uh, 80% of the defense is coming back. Eli uh, Drinkowitz was five and five, six and seven and six and seven over the last three years. Brady cook returns at quarterback. uh, That's 2,700 yards and 14 touchdowns uh, to seven interceptions and 500 yards and six, six touchdowns on the ground. Not terrible numbers, I don't expect Missouri to be great. I don't I expect an eight and five type of year out of them at best. That's their ceiling. Uh they do have a transfer quarterback coming in. Um but still I don't expect a ton, but if you can upset somebody, Auburn, Mississippi State, Florida, Florida. You guys know a lot about losing it in to Missouri. You have no business losing to this team. Um but yeah, this Missouri is Missouri is that one team you don't want to play because they find ways to to stay in a game and and just beat you. They just don't have depth. They lack the depth. But when you have a a sophomore, I'll say experienced quarterback coming in and jake garcia from miami is transferring there so he may get an opportunity in the spring game with brady cook out um i look forward to seeing what missouri can cook up maybe this production kind of parlays them into a maybe eight eight win season maybe um kentucky's losing, losing their quarterback we don't know what's going to happen at florida tennessee is in transition at quarterback although that transition looked really good against Clemson in the bowl game. So I'm interested.
1: Missouri always, always upsets somebody. They, especially at home. Uh, I never would have thought Missouri would be an intimidating place, but I mean, if you think about it, it is, it is the home of St. Louis. St. Louis is, 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 in Missouri. So Missouri is a show-me state. So if you tie all of these together, then you can say, yeah, I guess Missouri, the University of Missouri can upset one or two people uh, a season. And I look forward forward to seeing them because they do give people uh, scare the dickens out of a lot of teams. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead.
0: Um, let's take it out west. Let's take it out west.
1: Let's take it out west.
0: So you have a your homeboy, mm. yeah, Caleb Williams, uh, yeah, uh, Mister Mister Heisman, Mister oh, Mister okay. Heisman, who says he also wants to play for the Dolphins when he gets drafted, and that it would be. I mean, I've never heard these guys are getting bold. It used to be if they asked you, "Hey, who do you who would you like to play?" I, I'm happy to be drafted. It's an honor to no. I want to go to the Dolphins. <laughs> Come get me. Tua's not that guy. Come get me. You know, that. that's basically what he said. Um, he might not be wrong either. Um, Miami, I don't know. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, we have the USC. They were a polarizing team coming into this season because we kind of had an idea of what they would be. All the transfers they had, specifically at receiver, Jordan Addison, my, uh, Mario Williams, Caleb Williams coming over also. that was We knew they would have a lot of offensive firepower, but would they have the depth? They came within two games, really one game of making a playoff. I want to tie them to a, to the team that beat them, the Utah Utes, who lost their quarterback, Cam Rising, to an ACL tear in the bowl game. Both of these teams had expectations. One of my, one of them being Utah for me was I thought they could be a, a playoff contender. Um, they lost to Florida early, close game. They lost again later in the year, close game. And that was the end of their season because for whatever reason, even if you're a two-loss team, you can't get in because I guess they think Utah still not in the Pac-12. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Utah and USC—they're forever connected from the, as of last year. Both of these teams return about seventy-five percent of their uh, of their returning production. One has a Heisman, and Utah has an asterisk next to their name simply because Cam Rising is definitely—I can't say he won't play. I've seen guys come back from it. It's never easy, but it's going to be real tough to come from it, come back from an ACL tear in what eight months. That's going to be really tough. But Caleb Williams is coming back, and he may be coming back with a vengeance. USC is going to, is getting they're not only getting production, they're bringing their recruiting classes look pretty good. They have a Heisman quarterback coming back. They have a really good set of receivers coming back. The defense wasn't terrible, and maybe it might be some get back time on those same Utah Utes. Who knows? This could be a, this could be very very interesting.
1: Well, that defense has to get better, and <laughs> in, in, in order for them to get that get back, because they were pushed around. Yes, they were. Uh, it, it was like men against boys, a high school team. A high school JV team against uh, a freshman-laced uh, college team. It was it was not pretty. At the same time, offensively, you know they're going to have a chance just because of uh, their coach, Lincoln Riley, as mm-hmm. well as the returning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Kayla Williams from Washington, D.C. Utah. Cam the Cam Rising injury hurts hurts big time. Utah is in like a a typical Pack twenty five school that has.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: That I has a it. lot of depth, you know, uh, especially at the QB position. It's going to be interesting to see. I just say um, USC will be. Highly favored in the conference this year. And we'll see if they can handle the pressure.
0: Looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Um A team, and, and this is the other team, I, I have to, I call it the way I see it. Uh Very much like Texas A&M, their Texas brethren, Used to be rival will definitely better it better be a rivalry game again. Um, but those Texas Longhorns, they they have very similar. You know, it's something weird about those teams in Texas. They all have these weird expectations, like they're just Alabama and and, and Georgia, and then they're not. So who shots fired? Get at me. Get at me on Twitter. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. What's up? So let's talk about it, Texas. Texas returns – Texas is going to be returning uh, 75% of their their offense. I'm sorry, 75% of – 74%, sorry. 74% of their overall team returning, production returning. 85% of the offense is coming back. Only 63% of the production on defense. That leads to problem – it could be problematic. Also, you may have a Q – B, controversy, and we talked about it. We said Arch Manning, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers didn't play great, but he played good enough. Uh Xavier Worthy coming back at receiver. But what if one guy makes a mistake? What if what if Quinn Ewers throws that pick in in in, in the spring game? How fast will they be calling for Arch Manning? Hmm. Uh, Sark is. Slowly building this team, but it's it, the fire is going to get a lot hotter. Uh, those guys in Texas tend to be very impatient. Those fans in Texas, wonder are very impatient. If they'll get rid of guys like Tom Herman, they'll definitely get rid of you. So, where do you where do you see this falling? With the amount of production that you see have coming back, star quarterback, star receiver, freshman quarterback. That could be the incumbent guy, the offensive mind that is Sark, but you're losing star running back Bijan Robinson. Texas could be Texas could be a be that boomer bust Florida State like team for 2023.
1: I don't think I'm not ready to say that, but I will say this: they have a whole. They have a there's a They have a level that they can go, and more than likely, the combination of factors that this season can go early. (laughs) And and, and yes, we're going to see Arch in there early. And I just think the controversy – this is this year is going to be a cluster. I just next year when when his archers team completely we'll see. But I just think this year is not going to be good. And I think Oklahoma's going to get some get back.
0: Ooh. Oklahoma get back. Especially with an injured quarterback and Running up the score because that score they, <laughs> they ran that score up. They ran that score up bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas schedule wise, pulling it up real quick, right? So Texas schedule wise coming up for this this current season. Texas has uh rice to start with. They get to go to Tuscaloosa on September 9th. They have they're at Baylor. They are at Houston. They are at TCU, at Iowa State. That is, that'll be interesting. Kansas, they have at home. Uh, BYU is at home. Kansas State is at home. Texas Tech is at home. I see, I hmm, I don't want to, I don't want to call, Alabama's a loss. Can we just call that, call us? I can't really say that, though. I can't really say that. Last year, I could say that. Alabama's transitioning. I don't know what they are offensively yet. Um, but Alabama t- since t- tends to figure it out. That game might be really good. But Oklahoma Oklahoma would probably be they could be 4 and 1 or 3 and 1, 4 and 1, maybe 5 and 0 going into Oklahoma with Rice and Wyoming on the schedule. Can't that Kansas team returning the second most production in the country? Interesting. Um, did Texas get? Did Kansas get Texas last year?
1: Mm. Uh unless they did it early, I don't think so. Let's see.
0: Let's see. Uh Kansas, 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 Kansas. Kansas didn't. Texas got them. No, they blew them out. 55-14. Okay. Yeah. It was a. it was it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't get them. Okay. Okay. But nonetheless.
1: And that was late in the year, too. Yeah, it so, was late
0: in the year. That yeah. it, Jalen Jalen was out. Jalen Daniels was out. And yeah, that was a
1: the slipper had come off back then.
0: Yeah, the slipper did come off. <laughs> but yeah. Um, they get them early. They get them in the first five games, and that's always huge. That's always huge. I'm interested in seeing. And Alabama, that Alabama game was a one-point game. Uh, Bryce had to play Superman at the end of that game. He sure did. Um, so, yeah, I could see that being a very interesting one down going down the road. And he wasn't um, even
1: invited to New York.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. How, did, how It almost be an automatic rule that that guy gets back regardless. Like, he needs the numbers that he put up. Bryce. Don't worry about it, Bryce. You're about to get a nice check. It's okay. It's okay. Um, another, another, another one of your. I don't want to say this was an adopted team of yours. There's an adopted player, Michael Penix, who might be a first round pick in a couple. In uh, after next year, we'll see. Pasco County, stand up. Yeah, definitely. Um, those Washington Huskies. Returning 73% of their, their production, 74% on offense, 73 on defense. Uh, that is 34th and 30th, respectively. Uh, they, Michael Penix has never played in double-digit games in his, in his entire career at Indiana. That changed last year. And we saw Heisman-like numbers in 13 games. He carried that team. Um. That rebuild looks a lot, a lot easier now for Kalen DeBoer. He went into tear a really, really weird and bad situation. I look forward to seeing what this offense looks like under year two of Michael Penix, who's a super, super senior at this point. But I'm interested. I'm super interested. Michael Penix is a really high-level college quarterback. I don't care about the pros at this point. That's Shane, shout out to you. That's your guy. That, that's for you to, to decide. That's for you and you guys to decide. But for right now in the college game, Michael Penix is as good as it gets at this level.
1: Wow. That's high praise coming from you.
0: Yeah, very, very much so. Very much so.
1: Well, he has to continue to grow. And he has to stop staring down receivers. And he has mm-hmm. to just do what he does best and that's I mean and and don't be afraid to use your legs you don't 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 try to prove something by just hanging out in the pocket bump that (laughs) move I'm not saying he's Michael Vick but he is uh, Michael Penix he's Michael Penix use your legs use your mobility that you have again, he. I think this is another school that I think uh, expectations are going to be high, or higher. And I just... I didn't see enough from them, uh, especially on the defensive side, that gives me hope that they can take that next step. I, I just... I didn't see it.
0: I look forward to seeing the the maturation in year two of that offense more so for more so than anything that's the biggest piece is that offense has to get has to get much better um but the thing is in year year one is always weird for quarterbacks they're learning new terminology they're learning each all the players uh but year two if michael Penix just somehow does like you said stop staring down receivers they off a little every now and then. I mean, those knees, mm, sometimes they're it's a little weird coming back from a knee injury. But I think they could be, they could be a they could win, could they win the Pac 12, maybe? No. Or give no, could they come in maybe second or third, give Oregon problems? Maybe I mean we have um I don't want to call Oregon State a, a contender yet just because DJ is there, because you know, DJ is DJ but maybe a step down helps who knows
1: mm.
0: so we've talked about most production let's talk about least production or teams that could regress going into 2023 as far as production is concerned and i'll kind of lump some of these got these teams in together so we for the sake of time so these three or these four Really, when I was putting this list together, really, it just, it really, it made sense first off, but knowing that there's one that knowing how recruiting works for them and knowing how their, their player development is, I feel like I'm being disrespectful to them, but typically when they're being disrespected, they come out on top. So we'll see. Alabama. I knew you, you had to know it was coming. You had to know it was coming. Nick Saban lost a Heisman level, a Heisman winner at quarterback. He's losing a really good running back in Jameer Gibbs. His one of his leading receivers is gone in Holden. Um, you're losing the best pass rusher in college football in Will Anderson. Although Dallas Turner does return, you're losing Brian Branch, who's going to be a first rounder in the secondary. There's a lot of guys missing a lot of guys you lost uh Cohen I'm oh, sorry, you lost um brown at at on at, at the right tackle spot be to miami in um uh, in the transfer portal so you're losing key pieces, but Alabama's just so good at recruiting and they did have the number one class um hmm, I don't know. This is kind of a – this is one of those boomer bust type ones. I don't – I can't really wrap my mind on Alabama regressing, but I don't see any evidence that they won't regress. New quarterback, new running back, lots of pieces to fill on the offensive line, pass rusher – best pass rusher leaving. And all the teams around them aren't getting any worse. Tennessee isn't getting any worse. Georgia's not getting any worse. Uh, LSU's not getting any worse is Alabama coming back down to earth?
1: Yes and no. Uh, oh, and
0: multiple, both coordinators are gone
1: also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to hurt more so than anything else. I think if they had their offensive coordinator back, I don't think it would be as um, big as a transition. And now you're starting from scratch. If if you're going to get Bama, get them this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they have the talent. And this, whatever, this recruiting class that they said in a couple years, if they are what they say they are, whew, look out. So if you're going to get Bama, get them now. Get them now.
0: So the other three that I want to, I was just going for the sake of, again, for the sake of time to lump them all together and we can kind of talk about it. Uh, TCU, Kansas State, and, and Iowa. Starting with TCU, you're replacing your quarterback and Max Duggan, both your running backs, uh, three of your receivers, three of your leading receivers, and three starting offensive linemen. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Um, They are 118th in the country in returning uh, production out of 130 teams, 33 teams. Sonny Dykes, if you For if you sure. if you were gonna win one last year, you, you had an opportunity. Well, no, you didn't. You you were good until you got to that last game. But this might be the hey, welcome back to Earth, TCU. You are who you are. They were who we thought they were. Shout, wow. out, to Danny
1: Green. Wow. Shout out to the fight Joe Briggs. Um how are you going to do my 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 horn frogs like that? That's just cruel. That's just not I right. I the numbers are I the numbers.
0: You lost everything offensively. Everything: quarterback, both running backs, three receivers, and three offensive linemen. That that's tough.
1: That's and that's tough. why you have the transfer portal. Uh, come on, the TCU folk. Come on, come wow. on.
0: The trend That that's what we're doing. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's okay. what we
1: doing. Okay. That's what we That's what we doing. All right. So here we go again with this consistency thing. If this was just what was this a a a one-hit wonder? Was this a um uh just got paid Johnny Kemp type thing or is Sunny Dice the real deal? And it's going to uh, have TCU up there every year. We'll see. We'll see. I have my money on Sonny having them ready.
0: I'll say this. Um, somebody's going to have to coach next year. Some real coaching's is going to have to go on. I'll leave it at that. Our last two uh, before we get out of here. Kansas State and Iowa. Lump them together. Um, Kansas State returns 76% of their returning production. Uh, they were a game away from being Big 12 champions. Um, well, actually, I take that. I'm sorry. They were Big 12 champions. Sorry. Um, but that they, they're losing Deuce Vaughn, who gave Alabama fits for about a quarter and Malik Knowles uh as well as Julius Brents at at corner I this team is 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 a bit of a one-dimensional team uh they run the football really well and that's great but I don't see where that team is one of those teams where they develop talent they'll be great every be good every couple years uh I think that might have been a blip the when when Adrian Martinez was not in the game, they look very pedestrian. I'll call it I'll leave it at that. On the other end, Iowa, they're 95th in returning production. Uh, they, they lost out on their top recruit in Caden Proctor, who was con- committed to them all the way up until the final hours. And then Nick Saban said, stop playing. Come on home. Do what you got to do. Um, they are getting they are getting uh, a transfer in Michigan, former Michigan quarterback, Kate McNamara. Uh, they'll also have to replace, uh, he's coming to replace Spencer Petras, uh, but, and also tight end, uh Sam, uh, Sam Laporta almost, he was basically all they had offensively. Jack Campbell, Riley Moss gone to the, going on to the NFL. So, the, and the offense is changing from three yards in a cloud of dust to a more traditional spread offense. Iowa, Iowa is always going to be good on defense. It is what it is. They have a ceiling, but they're sound defensively. It's offensively where the problem comes. I think they'll be about where they were last year. Um, they'll probably be a ranked team. They always are. They're cons- if you want to know what consistency looks like in college football, look at Iowa. They'll be consistently anywhere between seventeen and twenty-five. There's nothing wrong with that being in, being, uh, in Iowa. Okay, it is what it is. I look forward to seeing a spread offense. I'm tired of seeing three yards in a cloud of dust. They develop teams. If they don't, or they develop players. If Kurt Ferrance does not get it done, I could see them kicking him upstairs like one Bruce Arians in the pro league and somebody else finally taking over. Also wave to the kids. Best thing ever in college football.
1: Agree with that. Agree with that. Yeah. more traditional spread offense. Listen to you. <laughs> Listen to that, you. A more traditional spread offense.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, how far have we come, right? <laughs>
1: uh, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, good luck, Iowa. uh I mean, yeah. Good luck. That's all I got to say about that. Um.
0: Uh, so we want we want to know what you guys think. Who is returning? Who do you think is returning the most production? who's regressing, who needs to upgrade some things. So they are on this, in this top list of people. Tell us what you think of our list. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at CFB overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB Rick. Where can they find you on Twitter and let us know, you know, when the Canes will score another
1: touchdown. Well, when they will start recruits from leaving uh, me on Twitter at Rick Brown, 91, um... And let us know if you think the list is full of ish, or we're on point, or we miss someone. Let us know.
0: Until next week, folks, where we talk about we we'll, we flip it over to the G five, and talk about some maybe some USFs, UCFs, Boise States, or somebody else that might be your favorite team, and see how their production is going and where they could be.
1: Go, James Let's- Madison!
0: Ooh, shout out to shout out to my guy Reggie Brown. Super senior, but uh, shout out to him. Yeah, go go, James James Madison, love it. Uh, but until we until next week, where we talk about the G five, make sure you guys to follow us on Twitter and all social medias. Let us know what you think. Stay safe and peace.
1: Peace.